Hey, this is Dan Quiggle with Garage to Goliath, Leaders Building Legacies podcast. All right, so then comes self-management. And this is broken down into achievement orientation, adaptability, and positive outlook. And I'm going to start with adaptability. And, and how many of you have heard of Coke Industries, K-O-C-H, Coke Industries? One of the largest privately held companies in the world. So I'm at a fundraiser with my wife in Washington, D.C. There's about 14 people. Elevator doors open up. Outwalks Mitt Romney and David Coke. Well, out of the 14 people, I don't even think the other people knew who this other guy was. So 12 of them run to Mitt Romney. I grab my wife's hand. I'm like, forget Mitt Romney. That's David Koch. That guy's worth about $50 billion. I'm going to go learn something from that guy for my own business. So I grab her hand. We walk over. And I said, hey, David, Dan Quiggle. This is my wife, Luann. Huge fan of the companies. And we start small talking. And finally, I said, hey, by the way, I really enjoyed your brother's book, The Science of Success, one of the greatest business books I've ever read in my entire life. He looks straight at me. He goes, oh, really? What was your favorite part? Totally trying to bust me to see if I read that book. My wife later told me she was very concerned for me at that moment. She said, th- I thought you were going down in flames for sure. I'm like, oh, ye of little faith, right? Not only had I, had I read the book, but I had a favorite part. So it was one of those unique times in life where you, you actually have the, the perfect answer for this question. I was like, oh, this couldn't have been teed up for me any better. So I said, David, it's interesting that you asked that question because it's two words in one sentence. I said, those two words change my life forever. It's how I'm trying to live my life and my business right now. And he goes, all right, you got me. What is it? Look, if you're going to take anything away from today, I challenge you to take these two words because they truly changed my life. In that sentence, it said that Coke Industries' success was based on, and here are the words, the creative destruction of their operations on a regular basis to stay competitive. The creative destruction. In other words, they rip it apart and put it back together. Technology, do we have the right technology? If we do, put it back. If we don't, change it today. Leadership team, products, pricing, margins, delivery systems. You know, I don't know your business. You do. I don't know your company. You do. What are your KPIs? What are your measurables? And then talk about them on a regular basis. And by the way, when they get to the end of the list, what do they do? Start over. See, what is Coke Industries? Coke Industries could be a dinosaur, but what have they taught that dinosaur to do? Run and run fast because otherwise you become blockbuster, extinct. So you know what question I'm going to ask you? And by the way, this applies to your personal life, your professional life. When was the last time you did creative destruction? Two weeks ago? Two months ago, two years ago, or it hasn't been done in 20 years since you took over the family business, so you've, you, you know, you've gotten into this position. See, I challenge you to rip it apart and put it back together. Technology, work habits, activities, team, friends, products. You know what my wife and I decided a few months ago? Hey, for the next couple months, let's not eat at a single restaurant we've eaten at before. It was fun. There are definitely restaurants we will never go back to, but there are a lot of good restaurants that we found that will be part of our regular rotation. But just mix it up. It's the reason why I, you know, no offense to anyone who has this, I don't have a set vacation home anywhere because I don't want to have to go back to the same beach or the same mountain. Or the same, I want to find a new beach, a new mountain. It's a big planet. I want adventure. I challenge you to do creative destruction. See, then comes positive outlook. And when we talk about positive outlook, I will just say this. Next to my desk in my office, I have four giant words on a piece of paper. Right above at the top, it says really small, how are you today? And then underneath that, you know what it says? Four words. Positively contagious or deathly toxic. 
here's my argument. Just because I have a bad call, the next call should not have to endure it. Just because I have a bad day, who shouldn't have to endure it? The family. Whether it's a bad meeting, the next meeting, I mean, whatever it is. I I know this is an old adage, but I truly believe it. I believe that life is 20% what happens to you and 80% how you respond. How do you show up? Is it showtime or is it always a bad time? Then comes achievement orientation. And this is where you strive to meet or exceed a standard of excellence. This is one of my favorites. How do you get the best out of yourselves? You know, I was able to speak for this company, and it's a company that you would know, and I'm in Chicago, and we were going to talk about leadership, and we are going to talk about, you know, how uh, we build great teams. But just before the meeting, we're on a call, and they said, Dan, uh, we have this other issue, and we're just wondering if you could help us with. See, in our company, everybody is, you know, compensated by sales, all on commission. And so we have one salesperson that makes $1.2 million, and we have some that make 30000 How do we make the 30000 want 70 or 100 so that they – because they're, they kind of justify being there, but they don't. So how do we do that? So I, said, I said, you have a person that makes one point, you know, two or $1.3 million. Can I have that person on the phone for an hour? So they did. One of the most fascinating conversations I've ever had. Because essentially, I got to say, all right, look, first of all, you love what you do, don't you? She said, I absolutely do. And I said, and you're really good at it, aren't you? And I said, so what makes you different? Because I promise you're not just sitting in the store waiting for people to walk through. And she goes, no, I just love what I do. I said, I love what I do. I said, no, I have an hour with you. I want details. So she goes, okay, well, I do keep an iPad with me. And when anybody walks into the store, anyone, um, you know, I keep track of it. And, you know, if they bought Prada shoes from me, then I know that they bought Prada shoes. And so, you know, I send out an email whenever a new pair comes in. I take a picture of it. I send out an email with a picture of it saying these shoes would look fabulous to you. And I have 987 people in just one of the email lists. I'm like, all right, number one. Good job. Keep going. Well, I've hired a full-time professional photographer. Of course you have. What do they do? Well, they take pictures of products, but they also take pictures of my Sweet 75. I said, who's in your Sweet 75? What's that? They go, 75 people give me 90% of my business. So I take a picture of them and it's going to be the best picture they've ever taken in their entire life because it's, it's like glamour shots on steroids. It's, they're going to love it because we do hair, makeup, everything. But then I have them stand a specific way because then I virtually dress them all day long, send them pictures of what they'd look like in those shoes and that dress and that skirt. I'm like, okay, number two, keep going. She said, well, I have hired a full-time personal assistant. Of course you have. Because you're a salesperson with a full-time personal assistant that you pay for out of your own money. What do they do? Well, they, they monitor the schedule of the Sweet 75. If we know they're going to be at an event where they need a beautiful dress, we'll send them pictures of, you know, six different dresses in three different colors each. Because they may order all 18 and have them sent to the hotel the night before. And then decide. I mean, you see what I did? I came up with the top 10 list. I took this back to them and said, now that company can establish new behavioral cultural norms. They can take each employee aside and say, hey, I notice you're doing none of the 10. I need you to do two in the first two weeks, two in the two weeks after that, two, until, now what will naturally happen? Some people will self-select out because it's just too much work, but what will others do? Actually start doing some of those things and what will happen? Their level of excellence will rise and which will mean they will make more what? Money? What do human beings do with the money? They spend it, so now what do they have to do? Continue to raise the level of excellence. I only bring this up for this reason. Sometimes 
there's great people sitting right in front of you. Emulate them. Clone them. Thank them. Find out what makes them tick. And then make sure everybody else knows those traits and follows them. See, President Reagan had a plaque on his desk. It can be done. From the time he was governor through his presidency, post-presidency, he truly believed that with the right minds, anything was possible. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Garage to Goliath. Remember, please subscribe to the show at quigglegroup.com forward slash iTunes and share with a friend. Thanks. Thanks.